Hey y'all. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. It's Carmen and I'm here. We've started back to school. So there's that. And I think that's been, uh, it's been good in some ways to get back on a schedule. But then it's also a little sad because summer is, is over with and the slower pace of summer. But Anyway, that's where we are. Shelby started high school, so she is enjoying that experience. And um, Brian and I are just taking taking one day at a time, not wanting to uh, rush these next four years and make the most of the time that we have with Shelby. Uh, but as I was have been thinking and praying about what could I bring to the podcast. Uh, as I was sitting down for my time with the Lord this morning in reading in Scripture, I've been reading through the book of Matthew, and this section just kind of popped out to me. I think it's relevant. I think it's timely, and I think that there's a good word in here. And of course, I believe, and I, I hope that you do the same, that Scripture is helpful. Uh, it's not out of date. It's things that, um, there's things in this book that can really help us in living a victorious life and pointing us to Jesus. As our pastor reminded us Sunday that all scripture should be pointing us to Jesus and we should be reading it in a way that points us to Jesus. And so this section in Matthew chapter 6 I read this morning, and I just thought, well, this is really good. This is good stuff, and I want to share it. And so I'm going to read the scripture, and it may sound familiar to you, and then we'll, we'll discuss it a little bit. Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So familiar passage, I think it's very practical. I looked up, I was just kind of curious what, what worry has to do and how it affects the body. Because in this, these verses, Jesus tells 
his disciples. And he tells us, he gives the clear command, do not worry. He says that three times. And then the word or a form of the word worry is in here several more. So I thought, well, what effect does worry have on the body? And just a few that I found when I Googled, that is, it causes insomnia, fatigue, difficulty concentrating, headaches, tension, chest pain, dizziness, heart palpitations, anxiety, faster breathing, body pain, high blood pressure, nausea, breathing problems, gastrointestinal disorders, heart disease, immune system issues, irritability, muscle aches, shaking, sweating, and tingling. That doesn't sound very fun to me. WebMD says that um, worrying is a feeling uneasy or being overly concerned about a situation or problem. With excessive worrying, your mind and body go into overdrive as you constantly focus on, quote, what might happen. In the midst of excessive worrying, you may suffer with high anxiety, even panic during waking hours. Many chronic worriers tell of feeling a sense of impending doom or unrealistic fears that only increase their worries. Ultra-sensitive to their environment and to the criticism of others, excessive worriers may see anything and anyone as a potential threat. Chronic worrying can affect your daily life so much that it may interfere with your appetite, lifestyle, habits, relationships, sleep, and job performance. Many people who worry excessively are so anxiety-ridden that they seek relief in harmful lifestyle habits such as overeating, smoking, alcohol use, and drugs. And that's from WebMD. And so I think this is good advice here, a good command from Jesus. While it is in the negative sense of do not worry, Perhaps we can flip that on its head. And what's the opposite of worry? Um, And do that. Do worship. Do have faith. Do focus on things of heaven, of focus on Jesus. The word worry here means to be divided, to be distracted, to be anxious, or to be troubled with cares of this world. Jesus does not want that from his people, from his disciples. And I love that he says, he gives the the positive command. He gives us the antidote for worry in verse 33, says to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And then all these things that we're worrying about will be given to us. So what does it mean to seek? It means to aim at or to strive after. And what is it that we're supposed to aim for, strive after? God's kingdom, which is the ways in which God operates, the economy of heaven, if you will. And then God's righteousness. And what is God's righteousness? That's Jesus. So we're commanded to seek him first. I appreciate that uh, my study Bible gives little sections of extra help 
And for this section of scripture, it lists the seven reasons in these verses to not worry. So seven reasons not to worry. In verse 25, the first reason is that the same God who created life in you can be trusted with the details of our lives every day. He created us. He put life into us and he can be trusted with the details of our day to day. The second reason is that worrying about the future hampers your efforts for today. So we can't do anything about the future. Now we can plan wisely. I think that's time well spent when we plan. We set goals, steps on how to get there, schedules, and then trusting God's guidance in that planning. But worrying about it, then we lose sight of what God has in store for us for today. The third reason is worrying is more harmful than helpful. I think we've seen that in just in my simple Google search. I think worrying is harmful to us, to our physical person, to our mental person. But then what are the outside effects? What are the outward effects of our worrying on the people that we care about and love the most and that we interact with every day? Is it harmful to them? The fourth reason is that God does not ignore those who depend on him. He provides for us when we depend on him. He's not looking in the other direction. The fifth reason is that worry shows a lack of faith in and understanding of God. The sixth reason is there are real challenges God wants us to pursue and worrying keeps us from them. There's real things that he wants us to be accomplishing today. And I know from scripture that that is to Again, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, to proclaim the gospel, to be disciples, to follow Jesus. And then the sixth, the seventh thing, excuse me, the seventh reason to not to worry is that living one day at a time keeps us from being consumed with worry. Today is enough. Today is enough to focus on, to think about. So I I appreciate that there are these reasons here and that that's straight from the scriptures. Each of those verses, Jesus has practically laid out for us what we should do and how we should live. And he doesn't just give us the command, do not worry, and then close the book. He really helps us to see what the better way is. And it's up to us to choose it. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And then all the things will be given to us. Friend, I hope that you would set your mind and your heart on Christ today. Seek the things of heaven and ask God to take the worry away. We've got to choose it. And that's possible when we lean on Jesus. Let's pray. God, thank you for this day. Thank you for what you have in store for us today. Thank you that you have plans God, may we not be caught wringing our hands about what's to come, what could happen, the dangers that we may face. But God, help us to have open hands to be doing the work that you've called us to today. For my friends that are listening that worry may be something that they struggle with, God, I pray that they would turn from their focus on those things and they would look to you. 
They would seek after you. They would aim for you, for your kingdom and for your righteousness. And then they would trust that you're going to take care of everything else. God, we take our hands off of the things that we want to control. And we say, have your will and have your way in our lives today. We love you. Thank you for Jesus. And we pray these prayers in his name. Amen. All right, y'all. Thank you for joining me today. I pray that this episode has been helpful for you. Go back and check out Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34. And uh, really sit, sit in those verses if worry is something that you struggle with. Because God has the help and Jesus is there to help you through the power of the Holy Spirit. Pray that you would be blessed today. And I hope that you'll come back next time as we look at other real topics from scripture and how it can help us in our real day-to-day lives. Hope you have a blessed week. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I hope that you have been encouraged by our time together. Friend, I want you to know that Jesus is so important to me. And I want to share with you that you can have a relationship with Jesus just like I have a relationship with Jesus. There are three easy steps to finding that relationship. Number one, admit that you are a sinner. Number two, believe on Jesus as the only one who can save you because he lived a perfect life. He died on a cross. He was buried in a tomb, and then three days later, he arose from the dead, victorious over sin and death. Believe that he did that for you. And then the third thing to do is to confess. Confess that Jesus Christ is your Savior. It's as easy as that. I want to encourage you, if you have not made that decision to follow Christ and go into a relationship with him, will you do that today? Will you ask Jesus to come in and be a part of your life, to be the Lord and Savior of your life, to be in charge? If you have made that decision today, I would love to hear from you. Please email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com so that I can be encouraging you, praying for you, and sending you some resources to help in your new walk with Christ. Check out more encouraging gospel-centered podcasts on the Kingdom Rock Podcast Network at kingdomrock.org. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.